Welcome, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the How for Her Human Expansion Realized podcast. These podcasts are the creative artistry inspired by our weekly Gather for Her conversations that take place in real time. They are the culmination of co-created and harvested wisdom that is palpable during these gatherings around our virtual fire. Our hope is that in a practice of deep listening with us here, you will feel our hands at your back in the journey of realizing your own personal expansion, leaving each listening experience with a spark that ignites your how. This episode, we're joined by Deb Alcadino of Business for Social Good. Deb has the gifts to help women lead their companies with impact using voice, vision, and heart. Together with our hosts, she shares some insights about the nature of entrepreneurship and why social good means more now than ever before. My mom and dad, my dad in particular, was very, um, very driven to save. And um, financial security was very important to him. And so um, this, this chatter of being, you know, self-reliant and self-sufficient was something I heard my whole life. So yeah, at 10, I um, took that to heart, literally, and um, saw an opportunity and started a little recycling company. And um, that was just the first of many businesses to follow. Yeah. And it's like, like any... And any entrepreneur, we see an opportunity and we do something with it. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and that is really a, a great uh, segue into the deep dive of, of where you're at now and the opportunity that you see. I'm curious, um, knowing your passion for social impact and the gifting and the background and the expertise, quite frankly, that you have in, in media and marketing. Um, can you tell us just a little bit about like business for social good, where that arose from and, and really what your vision is for, for this change-making vehicle? Hmm. That's a big question um, because there's so much in that. So, um, let's 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 start at the beginning um that's probably the best place to start so you're right i mean i have a long history in media and and marketing um marketing i love i love the whole um genre of marketing i get it uh i i always have and um the fact that i worked for a decade in media was just a, a lovely extenuation to um, to this love that I have of marketing. But business for social good, um, you asked me where that started. And I think it's always been part of me. Honestly, I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but I think it's always been part of me. And it's really just risen in the last um, the last decade, but really more predominantly the last couple of years. Ten years ago, um, I became aware, I think, of this social impact space. And the pivotal moment for me was when I heard Bill Gates' speech to the Economic Forum. And I so clearly remember him saying, the issues of the world, and obviously I'm paraphrasing, but the issues of the world 
cannot be solved by government and philanthropy alone. And when I heard that, I'm like, hmm, something, there's something there. And so after that, I just started, you know, kind of at first listening, watching, reading, kind of following this, what kind of became a trend, um, following this, this, um, this speech and this awakening in consumerism. And, um, and so I just really delved into to this conversation and, and books and um, research and things like that. And then about three years ago, I started to really, really actively look at this social impact space. There's something here. This is more than a trend. This is um, a way of doing business. This is this is more, this is something more. And I just kept hearing this. There's something more, there's something more. And um, I'm actually going to share with you. Um, I, I don't say this to too many people, but I think it's a good space to share it here. We were actually on a plane ride home uh, from Europe. We were visiting our oldest son and um, I'd taken some work with me, but not a ton. Um, and on the plane ride home, um, I don't know, call it an epiphany, call it a download, call it whatever you want. Um, and I was doing some journaling and all of a sudden, uh, the whole framework for business for social good just came together. And, um, I'd had all these fragmented thoughts and, kind of envisionings of, you know, if I built something, this is what it would look like. And I'll tell you, in that moment and in that time, on that plane ride, everything just crystallized. And it became the the framework and, and literally the roadmap for what Business for Social Good is today. And this piece of um, voice, vision, and heart just keeps coming up for me. And so I really believe that my purpose in this whole social impact lens um, is to give voice, vision, and heart um, so that I can contribute to humanity and help others do the same. So your question about media and marketing, I really think that media and marketing are just the tools to give me the wings to do that and to give wings to um, the clients' voices that we serve, um, to give wings to our clients' voice, vision, and heart, um, the impact that they want to achieve, and um, and ultimately just create the, the collective impact that we all want to see possible. Um, when I'm listening for whether someone is called to be on the leader path, I always say there's two things that I'm listening for. Um, one, do they get up in the morning with a sense of, oh my gosh, I have to contribute. Like there's just like, it's just inside of them. I yeah. Every morning, ah, I contribute. And the second thing is they've got a just statement in their head, which mm. is like, if people could just, if this just, ah, and that speaks to the urgency. Mm. And I, and um, there's, I, I'm, re 
I'm really curious about yours because I can hear in everything you've said, I'm like, oh yeah, ting, 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 ting. This person is called this person. And I know that's a big word, but like, that's a word that I use. I'm wondering if you can speak to your, your just statement or uh, which I think, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. Is there anything there for you? I just think, I just believe that there's no better time than now, that this is the time to create social impact, that this is just the perfect time to use our businesses as vehicles for change. Um, I, I just believe in the, in the core of my being that we have a responsibility as business owners to do more than just manufacture or just sell a product or a service that, yeah, that it is just, <laughs> there's that word that it is just, um, that it is just a deep sense of responsibility for us as business owners, as change makers to look around us and say, what do I want to see changed? What, what is important to me as a human, to me as a business owner? What is that, what is that, that thing, that, that cause, that issue, that social, environmental, humanitarian thing that makes me mad, makes me sad, lights me up, that, that thing that puts me on my soapbox. We all have something um, that we connect to that we would really like to see changed. And I, actually, I'm just going to retract that. I, I don't think that we all know that. I, I, I said we all know that, but I actually don't think we all know that. I think sometimes it takes um, guidance to unearth that. And, and that's a big part of what I do with people is to help them unearth that. But um, yeah, I think I think it's I think it's just that it's that um, that awakening, that awareness of what can we do? What do I see possible for the world? Um, the United Nations, you know, laid out these beautiful 17, 17 um, sustainable development goals for us. Um, as as humanity, as as a, as civilization, and um, I just really believe that there's something in there for everyone to connect to and to resonate with. And honestly, we don't have to look too much for, further than our own community to you know wherever our communities are to find something that lights us up that we look around us and say, man, if somebody could just solve that thing, our, our world or our nation or our community would be a better place. And I just uh, think that now's the time, honestly, now's the time. So let's get busy. <laughs> we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> I, I love that because um, I think it's, you know, anytime, that you say somebody should do something about something. 
<laughs> that's your that's your clue that it's something that you care about, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's your soapbox moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So one of the things that we talk a lot about at um, and and we live is braiding for impact. Mm. And uh, so one of the things I'm curious about because you were raised, and I can relate to this, to be very independent, very self-reliant, to be yeah. self-responsible. Um, as, as that, um, it, and holding that type of thinking, what does braiding for impact mean to you? And how does it, uh, how does, how do you hold the both and of being self-reliant and braiding, braiding for impact. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's almost like a dichotomy, isn't it? Right. It's um, your your those two words are are a dichotomy: self reliant and braiding. Right. How can you be self reliant um, if you you know if if you're braiding, but I can easily separate them. So for me, um, you know, at this, uh, and, and Charlene um, used these words at the very beginning about this age and stage of your life. I think for me, um, braiding means a lot of things. Um, and, and they are still very closely tied to being self-reliant yeah, for me, braiding means um, unity, co-creation, collaboration, um, you know, co collectiveness, right? So collectively making an impact, collectively making a difference. Um, but braiding is, is, is all about those, those three words for me, unity, co-creation, and collaboration. You know, we're better together. We're stronger together. And... Um, and how can we do that? And, and braiding for impact is the way. When I was a young girl, I had the opportunity to play um, a duet, not only with one other person, but with three pianos all together. Mm. And it was a song called the Hunga one of the Hungarian Rhapsodies. And I remember I was very, very, very committed this was like a highlight of my year and I would practice and practice and practice and practice. And my, my part sounded pretty good. Right. <laughs> but the night of when three grand pianos were on the stage and five people were playing all together, including my piano teacher, Mrs. Papageter. Oh my God. It, it was, it was actually like out of this world. And to be an experience of that. So I go back to, I sounded pretty good on my own. I actually was rocking it pretty good. But then with those, those other women, all that were prepared and brought their very best, they had practiced equally as hard as I. Um, yeah, I, I, I believe the universe planted those moments in time for me. Mm -hmm. as lessons. Mm -hmm. And that's what braiding for impact is for me. Uh, for me, when I think of braiding for impact, um, I think of um, the economies of skill. You know, you, you come together with your highest giftings and um, I can't do everything. 
and I'm not good at everything, you know, and I don't want to be good at everything. And, and so um, our braid consists of four brilliant women that are very skilled in, in certain areas and together we can create amazing things. And so uh, that's, um, that's how I see um, braiding for impact. Uh, but I wanted to um, uh, uh, talk uh, a little bit about uh, your marketing uh, background, mm -hmm. um, Deb, because mm -hmm. it interests me because um, you have this this social impact heart, uh, which, in my opinion, like it draws me in because I'm Indigenous and, and, and you know I I, I feel that um, you the way you do your business and and the way you think it's it falls in line with indigenous ways of knowing and being. Mm. And so, um, but marketing is, is so not, <laughs> it's, 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 it, you know, I, I'm taking a marketing class in, in my MBA program right now. And, and it's, it's very, um, it, it could use some decolonizing, let's put it that way. So how do you, how do you work with, you love marketing. How do you, how do you change, the marketing to suit your um, the way you see, envision the world should be. How have you been managing that? That you know, if you have one or two quick uh, tips that could help us out, that are you know finding that um, it's it's a bit of a um, something that needs to be changed. Yeah, it's it's a big question, uh, but kind of high level. I think we have this beautiful tool called social media. You know, love it or hate it. Um, but it's, it allows for the authentic voice, right? It allows for, um, a di it allows for us to digress away from the traditional norms of media, um, the traditional ways of communicating through those very, um, old traditional marketing, uh, and media ways to, to, um, yeah, to allow for a more authentic voice to come through, um, through our social media. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we can, it's funny, I was just having a conversation yesterday with some ladies in Ontario, and we were talking about um, not being followers, not being followers in the the ways of well you have to do business this way and mm -hmm. you have to do business that way it's like well no we don't want we we want to do business um not only authentically but morally ethically mm -hmm. um and not do the um i was going to say bait and switch but you know what i mean the some of the yes the, the ways of of um communicating mm -hmm. and marketing that just doesn't feel right. Like, why do I have to do it that way? And and I think we're at that time in civilization and humanity where it's like, we're gonna do things the way that it feels right for us. And we're gonna do things with integrity and authenticity and, and using our own value system to show up with our business the way that we, that we want to be treated. Um, and that's just bringing people in, right? You attract people that are of like mind and like um, philosophies and methodologies and uh, like value systems. So 
I think um, that, that's that's how I get that's how how I use it is um, to speak authentically and yeah. Wonderful. That just reminds me of um, you know. Um, I mean, you, you've said basically what we're trying to do with um, uh, leadership, you know, we're, we're uh, decolonizing leadership uh, by the, by this braid that we have and, and, and doing, doing business differently, leading differently than what, than what, um, than what is seemed as the norm. Right. And, and, and it feels good, doesn't it? It, like, it? it feels like that's the only course that, that we can go. That's, we can't go any other way. That's, where we're being guided. Yeah. Um, so it's wonderful for you to hear. Yeah. That. And those barriers are being broken down all the time. I mean, yeah. we are seeing that uh, this new way of doing business, um, new way of leading, new styles of leadership. Um, it's, it's, it's changing. People are ready for this. Yeah. So yeah, it's time. I want to jump in on that if I can. Thank Sorry, you. Sharon, to interrupt you. Um, I'm going to be bold and, uh, you know, from my previous career in, in sales, I used to like when I was engaging with people and maybe this isn't bold, maybe just the context I used to think it from in sounds a bit uh, yucky, but, mm -hmm. but it actually applies here in a, okay, just keep talking, Tina. Okay. <laughs> I, I used to, I used to, I file people kind of in categories and I don't mean to say that anyway, you, you, if you know my heart, you'll know that's a that's not a dangerous thing, but I'm like, there's, there's the, they're like 20% of the world are the, just the get it, got it gone people. They're just waiting for someone to open the door. Like, oh, I didn't even know there was a door there. Oh, there's a door, social impact. We can do this marketing. Awesome. I got it. I'm gone. Mm -hmm. And then there's, there's also a 20% that are kind of the, they're stuck in something and they're the armchair warriors and they're, they're watching. That's fine. They are where they are. They're going to shift as they shift or not. Mm -hmm. But there's also this, the biggest market, of course, is the middle, which are the middle 60%. And again, these are my numbers. Um, <laughs> and they're the, what I call the happy followers. Mm -hmm. And what I'm starting to see and what I'm noticing you say, and one of you can speak to this, um, marketing really is about that middle 60% because they're the biggest market. And yet the 20% is the high concept the get it, got it gone. And it sounds to me like what I'm hearing you say is that people are ready for this. And I wonder if there's a 60-20 merge happening or there's modeling in the 60 and then and then come come with us in the 20. Or tell me a little bit about, I, I think I got, I got um, snagged in a good way around your word follower and the importance of following and what are we following? Hmm. There's definitely a shift, 100%. There's a shift. Um, there's a shift in. There's a shift in consumerism. There's a shift in employee engagement. All of those things. Um, with respect to your comment about the the percentages and stuff like that, um, yeah, I think. Um, I, I think for sure there's there's going to be movement in in those categories because for a couple of reasons I think people are searching people are searching right now for where they fit into this new 
I'm not even going to say new normal. Um, this new place of being. I think there's just such a, there is such a shift happening in so many aspects of our life, right? A shift with um, choice, choice of career, choice of um, who we want to work for, who we want to do business with, who we choose to spend time with. I mean, if COVID taught us anything, it is um, to have a bit of introspection and to make choices about what's important. So the, the shift is occurring across all plateaus of our lives. So for sure, there's going to be a shift in followers and in leaders and in um, in concepts that resonate with us or don't resonate with us. And I think the whole issue of social impact fits so well into that. With the social impact lens, everybody is searching for, not everybody, but a lot of people are searching for where they fit into this new paradigm that we're going into and social impact and connecting to something that is important to you as a human is I think there's really something there for people we all want to belong we all want to belong to something and hitch our wagon to to something that feeds our soul and so what what is that for people you know, if you're a follower or you're a leader, um, we need both. <laughs> I mean, the, the world needs both to um, to make visions come to 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 life, to reality. We need both, and we need all. And I know, I know your heart, so I know that that was that's in there. It's not mm -hmm. duality; it's the allness. Mm -hmm. yeah, thanks, Deb. Mm -hmm. I I just wanted to jump in and kind of. Um, Talk about the fact that I think what we're saying is that people want to live at a higher level of consciousness, right? They want to pay more attention to their decisions and um, they're wanting to live less by default. And I, I actually think that the, the pandemic has taught us that. It's like, oh mm -hmm. my gosh, what are all the ways that I've been living in default and mm -hmm. just following into these same patterns and, and, and I actually think the global pattern disruption sort of it's 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 exactly what unearths us out of our previous way of um, living and and moving and and kind of lack of consciousness, right? In in our 100%. in our decision making. So I think the, the opportunity here, and that's why we're seeing so many businesses starting to talk about things like change making and talking about social good. Yeah. It's because yeah. it's like, oh my goodness, I need to start paying attention differently. 100%. And let's face it, life is what you pay attention to. Yeah, 100%. Well, well said. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, uh, Deb, um, because of your upbringing, um, um, you had me when you said, you know, you were an entre entrepreneur at 10 because um, I, uh, at 10, I, I was as well. 
I sold Regal Catalog, and I did too. I remember getting that yeah. at, the, at the back of the comic and and getting my mom to sign it, and she signed it, and I was so excited. And oh yeah, that was that's that supplied me my clothes for the, yeah. the year because I had to have this clothes like everybody else, and and that yeah. that I loved it. Um, so, you know, so you were, you were taught at a very early age about entrepreneurship and you, and you loved it. And so now you have three boys. Mm -hmm. Um, do you, do you inspire them to, uh, what are their ages and do you mm -hmm. inspire them to do um, any entrepreneurship? <laughs> Great question. Yeah. Our boys are, um, uh, 31, 23 and, uh, and 20, 20, almost 21. Um, and so, yeah, uh, our middle son is very entrepreneurial. Um, I think our youngest son will be in time, hard to say, uh, but they've, they've grown up with me with, you know, with seeing me, um, you know, be many things, right. An employee, an employer, um, a business owner, a board member, a volunteer, so they've they've grown up with seeing me on all sides of the equation and um it'll be interesting to see what they do with their lives you know our 31 year old has a career that he's very passionate about um so i'm not sure that he'll go to entrepreneurship but i wouldn't be at all surprised if the younger two the younger two did we'll see wonderful my son uh, when he was in um elementary he he started selling jewelry uh, making making jewelry and selling it and and I, I was so proud of him and 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 he gave it up and I think the kids so they 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 watch me and they see you know and and I think that like my daughter's working for me right now and and so she's you know a VA and and so that's awesome. her start right um but yeah I just um had to ask that question and then I think I, I'm going to um jump and ask a different question and that mm. is um what do you think um, about um, reciprocal partnerships? Oh, I think there's there's huge value to that. Um, another word for those is strategic alliances. Yes, right. Yeah, um, there's there's tremendous merit uh, for that. You know, and it gets back to um, that unity and that collaboration and co-creation, right? Um, those three words that that come up for me but yes um, if if you can um, align yourself strategically with someone who um, shares a similar database right like a similar customer base uh, there's tremendous opportunity for you to work together and uh and serve those customers so a, a great example um was when i was in media and um uh there was uh in this in this town there was a pet food company a pet food store retail they're both retail outlets um one was a pet food store and another one was a dog groomer or uh yeah it was a dog groomer and these two women were on opposite sides of the of the town and um they learned about each other's businesses and they were like well hold on a sec we are serving the same market um but our customers don't know about each other business necessarily 
So they created a strategic alliance and um, they created a little card and it was a re referral card. So the pet food store um, gave out the cards to the groomers and it was um, uh, and vice versa. They each had this little card that they shared back and forth. So when pet food was purchased, they got a free nail trim. And when grooming services were purchased, they got whatever free thing was at the um, at the pet food store. So yeah, there's there's so so much opportunity, um, and it doesn't necessarily have to cost you anything. I mean, if you're in retail, you can work out um, great alliances with your vendors and your suppliers on samples and. Um, you know, discounted product, you know, various opportunities that vendors uh, and um, suppliers might have that you can take advantage of. Um, there's so many examples of, of great strategic alliances um, with people that have products, people that have services, uh, but it's all about, again, thinking beyond your business and, um, and co-creating with someone, collaborating with someone. Hey, you know, what, what can we do together? And I think it's, it's that conversation. It's, it's about people being open to the conversation. Huh? You know, let, let me, let me learn more about what you do. And it's through those conversations of curiosity that you learn more about a business um, or a business owner that it goes beyond the elevator pitch, right? So when you're networking and, take the time to learn about people and learn about uh, businesses because it's through that, that those moments of curiosity that you're like, huh, there might be something there. How can we, how can we work together? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. How can we lift each other? Lift as we climb. Right. Um, I wanted to just jump Deb on reciprocal and strategic alliance because mm -hmm. because powerhouse is a uh, we're a bridge organization of indigenous and non-indigenous and and um, and it's like even like shifting our languaging around strategic alliance versus reciprocal brings in that indigenous lens mm -hmm. and um, even though they are you might even say like on paper if we had to draw it out they're essentially the same thing. But um, when I say reciprocal, it feels different in my body mm. than strategic. And I, I think about, um, you know, who do I want to do business with that I would serve, um, that I would serve the peas in my at my turkey dinner to, you know, like, can I pass you the peas? Well, of course, you're going to pass me the corn, you know, like, it's, and I, I'm being silly, but I'm not like, I'm actually not being silly. It comes down to a, a fire circle conversation we had about one family. And, and I, I'm going to toss to you, Shar. Um, I'm not sure where you were going, but um, that's the thread that I picked up on. And just want to, I, I pass to you. And not to correct you, Deb, at all. No, no, it's fine. To add another layer to, yeah. to, um, to our, our uh, yeah, our, dis, our thoughts and decisions and words and such. Okay, over to you, Shar. Mm, no, I love it. And, and I, I guess I would just add this. I think I... I think that it's an exciting time mm -hmm. to, to be reimagining how we are in relation with each other. You know, um, we became business women in our generation in a certain time of 
how we were taught to market and how we were taught to sell and how we were taught to be in business. And honestly, um, they're around some pretty colonized practices. I also am excited about the urgency to rethink and reimagine how we are being in business in 2022. And that's actually what this conversation is all about. How are we in relation? How are we deliberately weaving with each other in a way that we <clears throat> collectively can come to a solution in the next 10 years at an exponential um, expression of our highest gifting, you know, then than any of us have have been evidenced to or experienced in the last 30 years. Because I know what I've seen. I know where I've been. I know what I've experienced. I don't want to repeat that, quite frankly. It's <laughs> been there, done that. And so now what? So we're on that precipice. And that's exciting to me. And I think that's exactly what Business for Social Good is all about. Um, and I, I kind of want to swing into if this conversation has woken someone up a little bit that they're like, huh, business for social good. That sounds interesting. Like what would be the, you know, the next step for them or what would you have them know about your work, Deb, um, or where to find you Th those kind of things. And, and, or what, what might you want to leave them with, uh, today? Mm. Um, I think, I think I'd like to leave everyone with a question, and that is, how important is making a difference to you? So what I mean by that is, if, if, if making social impact, if, if using your business as a vehicle for change is important, then I just invite everyone to, um, to just lean into that. Um, you can check out you know, check out Business for Social Good on, on social, um, on our website. I think Tina's got that on the, um, on the screen. Um, and just engage with us. Um, you know, if, if you need help on how to do this, um, then have a look at our Social Good Academy. It's our, it's our training program. Um, it's 12 weeks. It's myself and a faculty of other amazing uh, humans that are, showing up to uh, to co-create in this social impact space and deliver their area of expertise. So, yeah, that's really my invitation to everyone is how important is making a difference to you? And if that really resonates with you, then we're here. We're here for you. We're here to help you navigate that journey um, and and really use your business as um, as a vehicle for change. Um, yeah. I want to deepen that invitation. Mm. Um, I love that. That's great. I want to deepen the, the invitation because not everybody listening to this call is an entrepreneur or a business person. Sure, and sure. we speak volumes with our time, energy, and money, right? And we demonstrate what our, what our priorities are by our time, energy, and money. And the importance of doing that time, energy, and money audit and look at where am I spending my money and paying attention to the businesses that get our dollars. Mm -hmm. 
That's right. And and moving that needle. So that's that's I just want to deepen that invitation well and said. remind people that mm-hmm. part of their social responsibility for social good is paying attention. Where am I spending my time, energy, and money? So thank you so much for that, Deb. <laughs> and if I can just add to that, it's also and who I work for. Because employees, you know, in the shift of you know, what are employees working for companies that are meaningful to them? They want to work for companies who have a, um, that resonate with their values um, and that they, that they can get on board with the social cause, the social good that that company is doing. So it's, yes, you're right, Christina. It is about where we're spending our money um, and the companies that we are aligning with, the brands that we're aligning with. But I think a big part of that as well is um, who we are working for. If, you know, obviously not everyone is business owners, as you said. So, yeah. I I just wanted to add to that, um, that um, I love that you mentioned the SDGs. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether you're an entrepreneur or um, or your employee, yeah. uh, we all, I believe, we all have a responsibility, um, and it, it's not one person's job or those people over there their job to to bring those STGs um, um, to fruition. It's it's all of our uh, all of our it's all of our responsibility. So thank you for mentioning that, mm-hmm. and thank you for being on the leader path. Um, this has been an amazing uh, conversation and I just love that you're a part of our circle so thank you Mm -hmm. thank you (laughs) as always we are so grateful for your deep listening with us we want you to know that there is a community here that you may not know about yet we gather virtually every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m pacific time for these live conversations and we call it gather for her This is the place where we begin to weave our individuality together to remove silos and place our hands at each other's backs for activated, intentional action towards a world we all want for 2030, where we prepare for a better world. When you're ready, we're here. Find us at powerhouse.com and get social with us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. If it feels right, you can support this inspired wisdom through Patreon at patreon.com slash powerhouse. Until next time, keep listening and know we're always here, ready to gather with you.